morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Weekend, of course, as we produced that video that had all of you smiling and waving. That's caused a lot of memories and a lot of thoughts about each of you, and I thank you for being a part of that. I've watched it many times just to see your faces. I wish you were here with me, uh, but you're still at home, and I'm here making sure that the Word of God is going to be preached to you, and you're going to be encouraged today. So uh, thank you for being a part of this service. I'm going to um, speak for a few moments today about God's unstoppable church. I believe that at this time in our uh, history that God has us in this place and we must take this a as a time that we become the church that God wants us to be. I'm going to read for a few moments here today from the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 40 and this is what the word of God says. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and this, that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. This is after the birthday of the church. This is after the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says they continued in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, in prayers. And many signs and wonders were done through the apostles. Jumping down to verse 46, it says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily. I want you to tell someone in the room right now, point at them and say daily. The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. May God let his word be rich and teach us something great today. I pray that in Jesus' name. This New Testament church, they understood that with the power that they had just received, the power of the Holy Ghost, that they were now God's unstoppable force. They now had a vision. They now had a desire to change their world. In fact, the Word of God lets us know that this unstoppable church full of the Holy Ghost, they turned their world upside down. Before coronavirus began, there were many churches already closing. They were on the decline. They weren't taking new territory. They weren't accomplishing anything great for the kingdom of God. Some of them were even closing their doors. This past summer, we got to travel with some friends to Quebec City. And while in Quebec City, we were on a bus tour, helping us see different sites around the old city. And uh, it was amazing to me that there were so many beautiful church buildings, edifices that were there, but they were no longer churches. These buildings were now condos. They were now museums. 
they, they were being used for many different things because those churches had been closed. And so here we are now with coronavirus. Uh, we're here in front of our building and we cannot have church. The building is closed. But let me make it very clear. Even though the building is closed, Life Church might not be able to meet here in this building. God's church is not closed. His church is strong. His church is going to take new territory. I believe that today. And so we must understand that the prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. It says his government and his peace will never end. Even though the building is closed, God's church, God's kingdom, his government, his peace, it's not going to end. I encourage you today, let's be God's unstoppable church. Let's move forward. It doesn't matter that we can't meet here. We are going to move forward in Jesus' name. So before I tell you what God's unstoppable church is, let me tell you a couple of things that God's unstoppable church is not. First of all, it's not a building. We love our building here, but God's unstoppable church is not a building. It's, it's not nice padded chairs. Paul, I'm sitting in your chair right now. I just want you to know, Paul Harding, that this chair is not God's unstoppable church. It's not these beautiful church windows. That is not God's unstoppable church. God's unstoppable church, it's not keyboards and instruments. None of that is God's unstoppable church. God's church is not the pulpit. We love the pulpit. A lot of great things happen here, but that is not God's church. God's unstoppable church, it, it's not our nursery. We love the nursery, especially those moms with babies. It's not our great bathrooms. That's not God's unstoppable church. God's unstoppable church is not puppets. It's not play areas for the kids. That's not God's church. God's church is not youth rooms, coffee stations. It's not foosball tables for the young people. That's not God's church. So I hope by now you get the point that the church is not a building. You know, I've been to some pretty nice churches. I've been to churches that have cafes that are beautiful. They have gymnasiums that are state-of-the-art. I've been to churches that even have bowling alley lanes in them. Go figure. Um, so really, it's not a building that makes the church. I thank God for our building. I thank God for Life Church. I miss the fact that we get to come here as a body of believers. I miss the fact that we get to worship together. We get to get into the presence of God together. But really, this is not God's church. It's not the building that makes the church. In fact, in the Bible, every time the word church is used, maybe 140 different times, it's not talking about a building. Every time it talks about the church, it's talking about the people. You are the church. When the Bible describes the church, it uses terms like this, the Lord added to the church. You mean the Lord was adding to a building? No, the Lord was adding believers to the body, the believers that were already a part of God's church, God's called out ones. 
The Bible also says the church was persecuted. Was the church or the building being persecuted? No, it was not a building. It was the people being persecuted. So the church is not a building. It's the people. You are the church. They did go to the temple. They went to the synagogue. But it was there they were empowered to go out and become the church. It was there they went out to become what God had called them to be. I believe today, in this day, that God is calling you and he's calling me out of the walls of this building into our world. It's time for the church to be the church. The second thing the church is not is the church is not a denomination. You can be a part of a denomination and not be a part of God's church. It doesn't matter whether you're a card-carrying member of XYZ Church or not. It's important, though, that we are a part of God's church. So now that we know what the church is not, let me take a moment and from the Word of God let you see what the church is supposed to be. Um, the church is the thing that Christ loves. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. You know what? This is a great truth. God left the splendors of heaven. He robed himself in flesh. He came down and was born as a babe in Bethlehem's manger. He lived his life and gave his life for the church. The Bible says he gave himself for her. I thank God that Christ loves his church. The second thing the Bible says, it's the church is something he purchased with his own blood. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversations received by traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, I thank God for the shed blood of Calvary's cross. Because it's through that shed blood that I can have that blood applied to my life and I can have redemption from my sins. If you've never experienced what it feels like to have your sins washed away, you can experience it today because he wants to wash you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to give you freedom like you've never had. So the church is the thing that he loves. The church is the thing that he gave himself for. It's the thing that he purchased with his own blood. It's also number three, the church is victorious. Matthew 16 and verse 18 says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Nothing is going to prevail against God's church. Coronavirus cannot prevail against God's church because the gates of hell can't even prevail against it. So don't be worried where you're at right now. Don't be worried about what's happening in our society right now because God is in charge. God loves his church. He purchased his church and the church of God is going to be victorious. I'm thankful for that today. I've read the back of the book. And if you know the story and how the story ends, we win. Every single time at the back of the book, we find out that God's church wins. Praise God. And the fourth thing 
that the church is, or it should be. The church is holy. Ephesians 5, 27, that he may present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. God's church is to be a holy church because sin will never enter into heaven. If you're living today and you've got sin in your life, I challenge you, take a moment and talk to God. Repent of your sin because God's church is going to be a holy church. You cannot be living in sin and be a part of God's church. And then finally, the fifth thing that God's church is, God's church is full of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It says in Ephesians 5 and 18, do not be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled. Everybody say filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. God's unstoppable church is not full of gossips. It's not full of backbiters. It's not full of complainers. It's not full of whiners. But God's church, His unstoppable church, is filled with people that are full of the Spirit. I thank God that today you can be filled with the power of His Spirit. We must stay full of the Holy Ghost in this day to be God's unstoppable church. Now that we've talked about what God's church is, let me talk to you for a moment about the purpose of the church. You know, many people have a warped idea about what the purpose of the church really is. Some think it's their place to come and have a social gathering. It's time to get together, have coffee with my friends at the end of service. I can, you know, fellowship after the service. And it's my social fix for the week. That's not the purpose of the church. For others, it's a family tradition. Um, you were taken to church. Your mother took you to church. Her mother took her to church. And so it's just a tradition in your family. You're going to go to church because it's a thing you do on Sunday. That's not the purpose of the church. For, for others, it might be the fact that it's their time to go get their God fix for the week. I'm not sure if that's you, but really the purpose of the church is not to go and get your God fix for the week. God has a purpose for his church. It's not to, just to, to warm a seat on a Sunday. It's not during this coronavirus thing for the purpose of the church to get together on a Sunday online to hear a message by Pastor Steve and hear some worship by the music team. That's not the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is threefold. And we're going to tell you what God's purpose is for his church. So the first purpose of God's church is to make disciples. Jesus gave us the great commission, not the great suggestion. He told us and he commanded us to take the gospel into all the world. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them, Go. I had a friend in Bible college. He preached a message that simply stated, what part of go do you not understand? Jesus said, go make disciples. 
of all nations here in the greater Toronto area. We don't have a problem with making disciples of all nations because all nations live here with us. You probably could just go next door or across the street and you're talking to someone from a country that's not originally born in Canada. And when God filled you with the Holy Ghost, he gave you Holy Ghost power, power to be witnesses. It's not just for you to feel good, and it feels good to feel God's presence by the power of his spirit. But it's not just to feel good. God's Holy Ghost power is to empower you. He said, you shall receive power to become witnesses unto me. So disciple making must be a priority of God's unstoppable church. How are you doing today at making disciples? First Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My job and your job, our job as God's unstoppable church is to proclaim his praises. How he brought us out of darkness. I thank God that he saved me out of a horrible pit. And many of you watching today, you can think back to the mess that God saved you from. It's your job to proclaim his praises. It's your job to, to send the light. It's your job to be the light in your homes, in your communities, in your workplaces. Now, you can't save anyone. I can't save anyone, but we are the vessel that God has chosen to use. God is the one who saved. Paul the Apostle says, one plants and another waters, but it's God who gives the increase. So don't worry about you having to save anyone because you can't do it anyhow. But there is one, Zephaniah 3.17 tells us, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee, he is mighty and he will save. I thank God that I don't got to save anybody. But my job is to go and to make disciples. So what I'm going to ask you to do this week, I'm going to ask you to find someone that you can talk to about Jesus. Will you do that? Will you take the challenge? Find someone this week that you will begin to disciple, that you'll begin to help them understand that God is with them. It'll make your day. So now that we know that the first purpose of the church is to make disciples, the second purpose of the church is that people would grow spiritually and minister to others. Many think that it's only the pastor that should do ministry, but really, when you look at the New Testament church, it was the people that gathered together and they were empowered to go back out into their world to do ministry. Notice what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why did he give them? Verse 12 tells us, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. My job as a pastor, one of my jobs is to equip you to be ready to go out and to do the work of the ministry. The New Living Translation says it like this, the responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. 
God really wants every believer to grow. He wants every believer to develop spiritually so they are empowered to go out into their world and minister to people around them. You know what? How, how do you grow? Well, I've got several great ways for you to be growing this week. Number one, be involved with our YouVersion Bible app. Uh, we, we are doing this plan as a church family. Be in there. Be reading your Bible every day. Be commenting on what God is speaking to you through His Word. Uh, be in prayer in your homes. These are ways that you can be growing on your own. The second way I would encourage you to be a part of our Wednesday Bible study. It's an online Zoom platform. You can be there. You can be growing. The Word of God is rich. It's going to help you as we work our way through the book of Acts. That's two ways that you can be growing spiritually. So I want you to commit to that. And then really God's unstoppable church is not only people growing, but people ministering to others. Um, we need to now that we're no longer in the building, we need to take it as an opportunity that God has forced us into where we will find somebody, someone at home, someone in your workplace, someone in your community that you can find that they're desperate, they're fearful, they're anxious, they're looking for hope. And I'm challenging the church today. Let's become God's unstoppable church. Let's get into our world. We're already forced out of this building. Let's get into our world and let's be God's unstoppable church at this time. I believe God's ordained this time. He's given us this opportunity. He's kicked us out of the building per se. And I'm challenging Life Church today. Let's become God's unstoppable church. Let's grow spiritually and let's minister to others. So this week, I challenge you, be in the Wednesday community group Bible study. This week, find someone that you can pray with and minister to in your workplace, in your home, in your community. So now we know that the purpose of the church is three things. Number one, it's to make disciples. Number two, it's spiritual growth and ministry to others. And then finally, the purpose of the church is to display God's supernatural power. It's, it's to have signs and wonders. Acts 2 and 43 told us at the beginning of this message that many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. I believe that God wants his church to display wonders and signs. Acts 4, 29 and 30 says, Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. Generation after generation, God's church was characterized by power. Signs and wonders were normative in the New Testament church. Just as an example, the lame man was healed by Peter and John and the power that flowed through them as they went to the temple to pray. Dorcas was raised from the dead through the supernatural power of God. Paul and Silas were, were taken and put into prison and their hands and feet put in stocks, but they were freed from stocks and bonds and the prison opened all because of this supernatural power of God. Handkerchiefs and aprons were brought 
from Paul the apostle to people who were sick and had diseases. And the Bible says that the diseases left them and evil spirits departed from them. That's what the church is supposed to do. It's an unstoppable force. God intends for us, God intends for Life Church to be an unstoppable church. I thank God that we've seen the miraculous take place here at Life Church. We're not going to recount all the miracles that have taken place, but one that just happened in the last month is one I want to tell you about today. I thank God that, that we have got a great youth team and a great youth student pastor here. Uh, pastor Raymond, he is over the youth department. And, and we were getting ready a few weeks ago to have our youth weekend, our annual youth weekend. Guest speaker was coming in, Brother Cole Beebe from, from South Florida. And, and Brother Ray was preparing and a lot was on his plate. And he took his daughter to the doctor. And when he got to the doctor, the doctor said, well, how are you doing? And, and Pastor Ray said, well, I've been having these pains in my chest for a couple of weeks now. So the doctor said, you need to go and have that thing checked now. So Pastor Ray obeyed what the doctor said and went to the hospital and uh, with these pains around his heart. And um, they decided we need to take a chest x-ray. And in the course of, of him being at the hospital, he, he gets the news that there's a blockage in his heart. No wonder he's having pain in his chest area. And so he gives me a, a call and he says, Pastor Steve, this is Friday and that night is when they're going to have their first service for our youth weekend. Pastor Ray calls me and says, you got to pray. I've told them I'm not accepting this report. I, I've told them I want another chest x-ray, but I want you to pray. So my wife and I and family prayed, his wife prayed, and, and we believed that God was going to touch him because we needed Pastor Ray for this weekend. And in a short time later, we found um, he went in for another chest x-ray, the second one. And the doctors come back to him a little bit bewildered because they said, the blockage is no longer there. I'm not sure what happened, but the blockage that we saw on that first chest x-ray, it's no longer there. I, I know what happened. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the signs and wonders that are following the believers. That's what the unstoppable church is supposed to be like. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, it excites me when I think that God is at work today. God's doing something great today. And, and at the end of Acts chapter 2, the verse reads like this, Acts 2.47. The end result of God's unstoppable church is that the Lord added to the church daily. Turn to someone and say daily. The Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. I thank God that as we become and we step into the purpose that God has called us to be, we are going to see God doing supernatural things. We're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. We're going to see people being added to the church on Monday and Wednesday and Friday and Sunday. It doesn't matter what the day is. It doesn't matter the time of day. But when God's unstoppable church gets out of the building and understands who they're supposed to be, we are going to see God do supernatural natural things among us. I believe that. Do you believe that today? I believe God wants us to become the unstoppable church that he has called us to be. So my challenge to you is this. 
I've, I've challenged you with a couple of things, but here's my challenge. I want you this week, find someone to talk to about Jesus. Secondly, I want you to be involved with our online Bible study so that you can grow spiritually. Thirdly, I want you to find someone that you will pray with and minister to in your home, in your community, outside of these walls, somewhere outside of the building. I want you to find someone that you will pray with and minister to. And then finally, I want Life Church to begin believing with all of your heart that God is going to do supernatural things among us, that God's going to let signs and wonders be done in the name of Jesus, the powerful name of Jesus. Do you believe that, church? I believe it. God wants us to go forth and be unstoppable in this hour. In Jesus' name. So as we conclude our time today, I, I just want us to pray together. I believe that God is speaking to, to the church today. And I, I want us to become the unstoppable church he's called us to be. And I pray that Life Church, that we get this that at this time we see this as an opportunity that we can be able to minister to people that we would never be able to minister without this coronavirus. So we're going to pray today, and I'm going to ask everyone that's watching to pray. You might be here, and if you have a need, I'm going to just say, all you need to do is bow your head and talk to God. I believe that God can talk to you. He can minister to you where you're at today. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if there's sin in your life. If there's sin in your life, God wants to forgive you. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I invite you to, to talk to Jesus because Jesus is with us right now. He's in your house. He's in your living room. He wants to forgive you more than you want forgiveness, really. And so we're going to pray. We're going to ask him to forgive us. We're going to ask him to cover us with his blood. We're going to ask him to wash us and cleanse us. In fact, let's do that together right now. Jesus, I pray today, God, I pray for every single person that's watching this time and this broadcast. I pray, God, that as a, as a people, as a church, as a group of believers, God, as people that are watching, that you might say, I'm not even a believer, that, God, we would reach out to you right now God, we would bow our heads and we would, God, ask for your forgiveness. God, wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from every sin, God. Cover me right now, I pray. Cleanse my mind, my heart, my spirit. God, I want to live for you. I want to walk with you. I want to become a part of this unstoppable church, God, that Pastor Steve has talked about today. God, I want to do my part to see others come to know you at this time, God. Let me be the light, God. Let me be the voice. Let me be the hope that comes to someone's life, God, that I can help them in the middle of their despair in the middle of their anxiousness and their anxiety and their depression, God. Let me be able to be the one to speak hope into someone's life. God, help me to minister, God, to someone today. God, for those that are living in fear, God, help them to know that you did not give them the spirit of fear, but God, you've come to give them love and a sound mind, God. You've come to give them, God, hope for their future. God, because you are the Prince of Peace, 
You're the one that's going to give us peace today, and I thank you for it. God, if there's someone under the sound of my voice right now, God, that they need a miracle in their bodies, God, we've learned today that this church is alive, this church is well, and God, you want to perform signs and wonders and miracles, not by the power of Steve O'Donnell, not by the power of some church member, but, but by the power that's in the name of Jesus. God, deliver someone today, God. Set someone free today, Jesus. God, fill someone with the power of your spirit right now. God, as we're praying this prayer, let them reach out to you, God, and begin to feel the presence of God enter their room. God, I thank you for what you're doing. God, I pray that you would heal. I pray that you would set free. God, I pray you would do something, God, great in someone's heart right now. God, I thank you that you're with us. God, I thank you that you love us. God, I thank you that you're never going to leave us nor forsake us, but you're going to see us all the way home. God, we thank you for this time together. And we pray, God, a blessing upon the people of God, upon everyone that's watching. God, help us to be drawn closer to you. And God, we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you might be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church, and you'll find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.